welcome to the Unstuck Your Life podcast. I'm your host and life coach, Pamela Hughes. Every week, we're going to start to wiggle loose in area of your life that has got you stuck. Hello, hello, my friends. Spring is in the air. Can you feel it? Yeah. I don't know where you're listening to this or when you're listening to it, but if you're listening when this drops, spring is in the air and that means, oh my goodness, my allergies, they are nasty. Like we've reached a new level here. I've got these like Palo Verde trees in the front of my house and they're beautiful. This time of year, they're in bloom and they're full of these yellow, small, gorgeous little flowers. But man, these flowers, they've been like raining down from this tree. It looks like it's snowing in my front yard, but it's snowing flowers. And it it looks like the yellow brick road. Now, I love me some Wizard of Oz. Not on my front porch. It could be worse. I know it could be snow, right? Glass half full here. But it is driving my allergies nutso. Oh, my goodness. So, you know what? It also reminds me of like it's spring allergy season. It's also spring cleaning. Yeah. Do you guys get this bug where you're like, okay, spring cleaning, time to clean out the garage, time to clean out that extra bedroom in the house that we've been shoving stuff in. Yeah. Spring isn't just a great time to reorganize your house or your closet or your garage. It's also a great time to clean up your thinking. Yeah. Nice little segue there, huh? Didn't know where I was going with this. Just like you clean up the garage, the closet, the kitchen, the car, the desk, whatever it may be in your house, your brain, it needs a little cleaning too. It needs a little tidying up, up there. Because a lot of us treat our brains like we treat the garage or the basement or the extra bedroom in the house or the closet, you know, wherever it is that you just shove stuff in and you leave it there to die. (laughs) The stuff that you don't know what to do with. So you just shove it in that place because you don't want to deal with it anymore, but you don't know what to do with it. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. We just shove stuff in there, close the door and pretend it's not there. Whether it's, like I said, the closet, the garage, the basement, the extra bedroom, it gets full of clutter. We don't know what to do with the snowboard or the toaster oven or the photo albums or the papers, all the papers. Whatever the papers are, you've got papers, right? We shove them in that place. Well, don't know what to do with a limiting belief? Like, I'm not good enough? Yeah, let's just, let's just tuck that one away in the corner of your brain and turn the lights off. Mm-hmm, we do this. We have all these thoughts that we've just tucked away in our brains. We don't want to turn the light on up there for fear of what we may find out. Yeah. Well, let me tell you this. Just like you shove a bunch of stuff into the closet, the garage, the basement, the extra bedroom, you get the point. Just because you shove stuff in there doesn't mean it goes away. You can turn the light off and just because you can't see it doesn't mean it went poof, magically gone. Same thing with our brains. We can shove a bunch of thoughts up there and then turn the light off, ignore what's going on in our brain for fear of when we turn the light on and we look around what we may find. Yeah, just because you've turned the light off doesn't mean all that stuff goes away. It is still there. And just like if you turned the light off in the extra bedroom and you went walking around, you're going to trip and fall over the toaster and the snowboard and the photo album You're just not going to know what it is that you've tripped over because the light's off. Just because you turn the light off doesn't mean all that stuff goes away. It still means you're going to run into it, trip over it, and get a little bloodied and bruised. You're just not going to know why. Same thing happens in our brain. 
We can turn the light off. We can live a very unconscious life and not be willing to take a look at what's going on up there. And we're still going to trip over it and get bloodied and bruised. We're just not going to know why. So today's podcast, I'm inviting you to turn the lights on upstairs in your brain. Do a little spring clean and up there. Take a look around. See what's going on. Pick a corner. Start cleaning it up. Because when you see what's going on, you at least give yourself the opportunity to clean it up. And when you declutter your brain, there's so much freedom in that. Think about the last time you may have cleaned the garage or the basement or the closet or the extra bedroom. There's like a sense of accomplishment. You're like, wow, this feels really great. I cleaned out a lot of stuff. I feel a lot lighter. Same thing happens in your brain. I also recognize... Like the first time you turn the light on in your brain, it can be a little overwhelming. Just like the first time you turn the light on in the guest bedroom with all that stuff shoved in there. You turn the light on and you're like, ah, turn the light off. Don't want to look at this. Don't want to deal with this. Turn around, close the door, walk away. We want to do the same thing in our brain. But I encourage you to turn the light on, leave it on. You're going to be okay. Whether you turn it on or off, that stuff is still there. Let's at least take a look at it. And then get curious as to what's happening up in your brain, because then you can start making decisions on the beliefs and the thoughts that you want to keep because they're valuable to you or they're useful to you in some way. And then the stuff that you could just get rid of that's no longer working for you, you no longer need. So you might be wondering how, how do you turn the lights on in your brain? How do you look around Pamela and start cleaning that stuff up? Great question. Right. Just right. You've heard me talk about thought downloads, where you take the thoughts out of your brain and put them onto paper. You like download them onto paper. You could do that. You could journal. Just get your thoughts out of your brain and down onto paper where you can look at them. You've heard me talk about this many, many of times. It is literally one of the most powerful things you can do. And I also just want to free you up from the idea of like the right or wrong way to do a journal or a thought download or get the thoughts out of your brain onto paper. There really is no right or wrong way. Just write. That's it. It's super simple. Write whatever comes to your mind for five minutes. You can do that. If you want to pick a topic to write about for five minutes, go for it. If you want to pick a person to write about for five minutes, Get all your thoughts out about that person. Or maybe there's a situation or a problem. Anything that you want to get some clarity on, you can just write it at the top of your page and then write all your thoughts about it. That's it. Because when you get your thoughts out of your head and onto paper, what's going to happen is you're going to start to see some patterns. You're going to start to see some themes or make some connections. And this might be over a couple of writings, you know, a week or two or whatever, but you're going to start seeing these things show themselves, reveal themselves to you. This is turning the light on in your brain and looking around. And when you look at these over a period of time or just even after five minutes, it's quite possible you're going to see some thoughts that just aren't working for you. They're not serving you. They're not helping you. They're not making your life better, getting you where you want to go. In fact, they hurt. They're holding you back. And those are the thoughts that in some instances, they're going to be super easy for you to clean up and throw away because you see that they hurt and they're not helping. And so, all right, let's 
get rid of those. But you may also discover that there are some patterns, some beliefs that you may have been holding on to for a while. And they feel super true to you, even though that they're not working for you, but you don't know how to let them go. That's okay too. When you write, you might even realize that there are thoughts and worries and all these things that you weren't even aware of. But now that you've written them down and in essence brought them into your conscious mind, you have turned the light on in your brain and you're starting to take a look around, you can address them. You can get some relief from them. One of the ways I like to describe the process of like cleaning up your brain, looking at those thoughts, is to offer the analogy of like cleaning out your closet. Ladies, have you, have you ever cleaned out your closet? Yep. Sometimes you're like super excited to do it. And other times you're like, yeah, I need to do this, but I really don't want to because it just seems so overwhelming. Wherever you are, welcome. You're in the right place. When you clean out the closet with all those clothes in it, that's a very similar process to cleaning up your thoughts. It's like you get in there, there's all this stuff that you've accumulated and some of the stuff you love. Some of the stuff feels really good. And then you've got other stuff that you're like, meh, I don't really like that. I don't even know why that's here. There's stuff in your closet that doesn't fit anymore, but you're holding on to it. And then there are other things you just hold on to for like no particular reason. It's just there and you can't bring yourself to get rid of. It's the same thing with your thoughts. If you're like me and you love clothes, then there are your go-to pieces, right? These, these are like the classic go-tos. You wear these the most often. They make you feel the best. You know that you can grab them, throw them on, and walk out the door and like own it. These ones are easy. It doesn't take a whole lot of work. So for me, that's like a classic white button-down or a black sleeveless top. Give me a pair of dark jeans or even like white jeans and a pair of black kitten heels. I'm good to go. Like I know I can put a combo together with that, feel awesome in it, comfortable, confident, and I can count on it to, to make me feel good. Well, you have thoughts like that too. Like I can figure this out. I can do hard things. Just take the next step. Like those thoughts make you feel solid and confident and you put them on and you feel like you can take on the world. You can count on them to make you feel better. Like those are the thoughts you want to keep in the front of your brain, just like you keep those pieces of clothing in the front of your closet. We want them there for easy access in both our closet and in our brain. These are your go-tos. They're the classics. Like They do not let you down. So you have those in your closet and you have those in your brain. So what are your classics? Again, not clothing-wise here. What are your classic thoughts? If you want something to journal about, this would be a great place to start. Uncover these thoughts. Spend some time here. What are the classic thoughts that just make you feel good? You can put them on at any moment and they give you that sense of confidence, that sense of empowerment, and that sense of just calm, solid, I know it's going to be okay. Kind of like a good white button down. So keeping with the closet analogy of like, you know, using your clothes closet and cleaning that out, analogous to cleaning up your thinking, I'm sure in your closet, if you're anything like me, 
you got a few pair of old jeans that are just stuck somewhere. You know, they're either in the back of the closet or in the bottom of a drawer or they're in a corner somewhere. These are the jeans that no longer fit. They are not in style anymore. They were like 20 years ago and you've been holding on to them for some reason. And the only thing that they're doing is just taking up space and you keep moving them around or you just keep shoving them back there in the corner. These are the ones that are easy to get rid of, right? While these jeans once worked for you and you felt good in them, their time has now passed and it's time to move on. You get rid of them because they just, they're just not you. They're not your style. They're not your size. They're not your vibe. You've evolved since 2005. So is your taste in denim. I mean, heck, in like a, a post-COVID era, you might not even be wearing denim anymore. You might be like busting out your Lululemons or leggings or whatever they may be, which makes it really easy to get rid of these old pair of jeans. Well, we have thoughts like that too. Thoughts that once worked for us, but they just don't anymore. Like when you're younger, whether that be in your teens or your 20s or your 30s or your 40s, whatever younger means to you, you had a way of thinking at that period of time that really may have worked for you. But since you've grown and you have evolved, you don't have to think that way anymore. So thoughts like, I'll show them or... I'll just do it myself. Those kinds of thoughts may have worked for you in your 20s. They may have fueled you and propelled you forward when you were younger. But now, as you've grown, you have more history, you have more experience. Those thoughts don't fuel you or propel you like they once did. And that's okay. They just don't fit with where you currently are in your life. They're kind of out of style for you. And once you realize that those thoughts are still taking up space in your brain, just like those old jeans are taking up space in your closet, like you understand that they're there. You appreciate the strength and the confidence that they once gave you, but you realize like, yeah, they're no longer my style and that's no longer the case. You can honor them for making you look really good when you hit the clubs in college, but nowadays you're like, nah, I'm not really going to the clubs anymore. That's not what's important to me. And that's out of style. You can get rid of that quite easily. And that's the same thing with your thoughts. Some thoughts may have served you when you were younger. That's not a problem. But you don't have to hold on to them just because they once did if they're no longer helping you now. So what are the thoughts that once worked for you, but they're no longer your style? You can write about that in your journal as well. And then I'm going deep on the closet analogy because I think it's a good one. Then there are those clothes that you're keeping around just in case. You know what I'm talking about? Like you've lost a lot of weight, but you're holding on to your old clothes just in case you need them again. You have that dress from that wedding that one time. Why is it still there just in case you need it? It's like you're just holding on to it, even though you don't really want it. You've changed, you've grown, you've done the work, and you've evolved into a new version of yourself, but yet you're still holding on to the past, just in case. We have those thoughts, too. Like maybe you were betrayed by a friend, a partner, a parent, and you had that thought like you'll never let anyone take advantage of you again. But now... 
you've grown, you've evolved, you've changed, you've done the work, and you're in like a loving, supportive, healthy relationship, but that thought keeps creeping into your mind every now and again, and it's not serving you. You think it's protecting you, you think it's helping you, but the truth is, is you've outgrown it. You no longer need it, just in case. It's taking up precious real estate in your brain. And just like the closet space in your house is some precious real estate. I mean, ladies, can I get an amen on that one? We will buy a house just based upon the closet it has. Well, that space between your two years is the most precious real estate you are ever gonna own, my friend. So many of us, though, are freely giving away that space to thoughts, belief, and people that don't deserve it that don't respect it, that don't value it, that don't take care of it. So don't give it to them. You wouldn't allow someone or something to kind of move into your house, rent free, trash the place, and then tell you you're the problem. No, you'd kick them out and you'd change the locks. Do the same with the real estate between your two ears. You're in charge of it. You protect it. You keep it clean. Now, I don't think you got to go all like Marie Kondo on your brain here and like pull everything out and take a look at everything and then clean it all up in one foul swoop. That's exhausting. You don't, you don't have to do all of that. Just be willing to look at your thoughts through journaling and then decide from that what sparks joy, I suppose. Those are the thoughts that you want to keep in your closet. Those are the ones you want to wear most often. Put thoughts in your closet, put thoughts in your brain that you want to try on. Maybe you don't fully believe them yet, but it's like who you're growing into being. I'm someone who can do this. I'm willing to learn how to do this. Whatever that may be for you, put those kinds of thoughts into your brain. And the more you do that, the more you uncover which thoughts you need to clean up You declutter your brain, you get rid of those limiting beliefs that are keeping you stuck, and you put the good stuff back in, and then you put the pieces in there that you want to grow into and evolve into and try on, walk around a little bit, see how that thought feels. You're going to feel so much better on both the inside, and that'll show on the outside. Like You don't have to take everything out of the proverbial closet in your brain all at once. Just be willing to look at a thought one by one. Decide what you're going to fill that real estate with because it's a choice and clean out all the cobwebs and the stuff that is not serving you that you don't feel good in and start putting back the things that you do and adding new pieces that you want to try on and see if it fits in this new life, in this new you that you're creating. Fill your closet with clothes you love and fill your brain with thoughts that make you feel good. All right, my friends, that's all I have for you this week. Now go journal. All right, I'll talk to you next. Hey there, friend. If you're still feeling a little stuck, want some help wiggling loose, I got you. I created a fabulous free guide, four ways to feel better. That's going to give you four simple strategies to help you feel better right now. And you can get it head on over to fourwaystofeelbetter.com. That's the number four, waystofeelbetter.com. These four simple strategies will help calm a racing mind, bring a smile to your face, and breathe a little easier. And it's yours. Just head on over to fourwaystofeelbetter.com. Check it out.